0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are ridiculously bored. How are you doing, Michael? How, how was the trip back? Uh,
1: the trip back was exhausting. So I bet. we'll get to that in a minute. So, first, um, I want to mention. Uh, two things based on last week's episode, just in case I was a little bit off on anything, and I don't remember any specifics. But sometimes, um, I, you know, I might say something like, "Oh, meat pie is the uh, it's normally beef, and it's actually not normally beef; it's uh, ground meat instead of um, you know something else." Uh, don't fucking ridicule me, people. Don't I don't need to hear about it. From it, you. <laughs> it sounds like you've already been ridiculed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, the second thing is. That I found out in the second week that I was there that Australia does actually have Mountain Dew now. They never had it when I was there before. Interesting. They yeah. have only the no sugar version, but they do have Mountain Dew. So. Yeah,
0: I actually like that version. It's not too bad.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Welcome so, to the party, Australia. Yes, welcome. Um, all right. So we left on Thursday morning. We arrived in California three hours before we left. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you time travel fool, truly time travel. Um, and then we got home Thursday night. So, um, it was uh sixteen six. No, sorry, 14, 6, six. Twenty hours of flying. We're at the airport three hours early. We were at the airport uh, hour and one in JFK. So what's that? Three. So twenty one. Uh, 26 hours of travel time was the whole process. It's a fucking beast, man. Like, it's it's not easy. Yeah. Um, and so we get home on Thursday night. Uh, one of our luggage did not. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So the funny thing is about it is, so we get off. So the way the U.S. works now is you need to get off and go through customs in your first point of entry in the U.S. Yeah, so that makes sense. Before 9-11... If you were flying Australia to New York, you would go Australia, L.A., New York, and then you'd go through customs in New York. Don't do that anymore. Now you have to go through customs in the first place you enter. So we, we go through customs, and our luggage starts coming off, and we had a total of four pieces with us. Um, and I'm just going to talk about piece one and piece two. Three and four were fine, so I'm going to talk about piece one and piece two. We grab all of our luggage except for piece one. It's not there. We wait the whole time, about an hour extra after the flight, and we only have an hour and 45 minutes between landing and connection. We wait about an hour, never comes off. I end up talking to the people there, and they're like, look, um, if it shows up at some point, they just forward it to New York like they're supposed to. And I'm like, well, then why do I have to pick them up if you would do that anyway? And the guy's like, well, no, it's different when, a bag comes on a different flight or something like that. So I'm like, okay. So he's like, nothing we can do here. So we go. Um, we're actually going to do the global entry process. They have this new thing now where you can you do the forms online, you submit everything, and then you do your final interview on coming into the U.S. And so for global entry, the people who don't know it, when you come through the U.S., um, there's a line that's usually like all the way to the right or all the way to the left where there's nobody ever fucking on it. And basically, you go, you scan your passport, takes a photo of you, you walk right out. So that's it. That's your whole process with customs. Um, And the reason why is you go through, in essence, a pre-check with the government. You give them a bunch of information. They make sure you're on the up and up. They do a photo scan of you and all that good stuff. So they match you when you're coming through, and you're good. What's amazing about it is it's it's only, and I know this maybe sounds a little privileged. I don't think so, though. It's only $100 for five fucking years. So Luna. it's well worth it if you travel international. So we did it for everybody else. I've had it for years. We did it for everybody else. So my so you wife, get and your ki-
0: privacy eternally taken away, and it's only a hundred dollars. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's Cons- a great deal. The guy who does a podcast and puts our life online mentions that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've always had it. My wife and kids go on that line to do it, and I'm trying to wait for the bag. It doesn't show up. I talk to one of the Delta people, and they're like, ah, "Basically, you're fucked. You know, go go on to New York. We'll see what happens." So we check in, we go upstairs, we check in luggage two through four. In the meantime, we get a call that says, oh, by the way, somebody picked up your bag. They oh, checked shit. it in. They just, they did what you were going to do. So it's on the way to New York. So we're like, oh, great. Perfect. We land in New York. Off the carousel, bags now one, the the bag we didn't have originally in LA, three and four come off the luggage. Bag two is missing now. Bag two is missing now. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to wait for every single fucking bag to come out and like the mm-hmm. machine to finally stop. And there's, it's one of those, that's like one of the saddest sounds in the world when you're waiting for your luggage and you hear like that chick, 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 chick. And then it's just like chick, 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 chick. And it shuts off <laughs> and you're like, motherfucker, my bag's not on <laughs> So we went, Delta's like, look, it's on the next flight. I don't know what happened. They're like, the flight lands in, you know, 15 minutes, half an hour if you want to wait. And I'm like, I'm not waiting because I'm like, we've already waited over an hour. I'm like, I'd have to wait that half an hour for the plane to get in plus another hour for them to take the luggage off. I'm like, I'm not doing it. So I gave them all my information. Thankfully, it came the next day to the house. So while it, it sucks that we lost it, I also said to my wife and kids and my daughter was heartbroken because she got a couple stuffed animals while we were there and they we're all in were in that bag. Oh, shit. Um, and- You know, I told her, I said, look, if you're going to lose a bag on your trip home, is the time to lose it, right? Because, yeah, there's some important stuff in there, but you got all your other shit at home, right? It's not like you got to go buy all new fucking clothes if you lose it on the way somewhere. So, yeah, I I don't know any child that wants to hear that argument, though. Yeah. (laughs) So, wait, all my toys are gone, but you're telling me it's okay. Yeah, I should have been like, and by the way, uh, I hope you feel better. There's no Santa and the Easter Bunny's not real. (laughs) Now get out of my sight. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was the actual trip home. So. And it sounds like you're still recovering. Oh, I definitely. am still recovering. Um,
0: so that was Thursday. Here we are now. It is Saturday yes, recording Saturday this. morning. So you've had a couple of days to kind of catch up, but you sound like you're a little bit sick because your voice isn't like 100%. And then you look, I mean, it's what, noon your time, you look like you're exhausted.
1: Yeah, I, I well,
0: so what That's a nice way
1: of saying you look like shit. Yeah. Thank you. No disrespect <laughs> intended, but. <laughs> so the problem is, right? So now you start trying to adjust back to local time. So the first day we stayed up as late as we possibly could. And the problem is if you're moving and doing stuff, you're fine. But mm-hmm. if you like sit down on the couch, you're, you just fucking crumble. Like there's nothing yeah. you can do. So I was like doing these, what I call micro sleeps. Like I'm watching a show and I'm like, Oh, I, I just missed the last two minutes. I don't know what happened. So I had to like rewind it. So my wife's like, why do you keep going back? And I'm like, I've been falling asleep. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm By missing the a the couple minutes of the show each time.
0: That's me every time I read a book. <laughs> I'll read it and then I'll doze off and then I'll, oh shit, I got to go back. I don't yeah. know what I read.
1: Well, I mean, we all know that TV and movies were created so you don't have to read books anymore. So I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so um, yeah, so we get back and you know, right back into the thick of things. And I'll talk about week two there in a few, but we get right back into the thick of things. And Trump is immediately in the news yet again.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know that he wanted to be in the news this time, but I think uh, what's interesting about it. So everybody knows this, so it's it's not, I'm not spoiling anything, but you know, the FBI raided his, uh, his compound quote unquote in Mar-a-Lago Uh, Looking for some government documents that he shouldn't have had and apparently they found some Again, I don't know what to believe anymore as far as news goes, but apparently they found some documents so um, I am of the the mindset that nothing will come of this and The more they go after him the more they make him a martyr The more popular he's gonna get the better chance he has of running again and winning in 2024 And it makes me nauseous.
1: Yeah. A lot of people in Australia, when we were talking about it and, you know, like, look, I I talk with good friends about, you know, we'll talk politics, money, things like that. But other people, like, I just don't know. I don't talk any of that shit. It's just not worth the hassle because you're never going to agree. And there's no reason to defend your case because you're not that close with them. But every one of my friends um, were basically saying that, you know, he's basically set himself up and he tried the first time. They're like, if he gets in the office, like he might never get out. <laughs>
0: they, yeah, were,
1: they were saying yeah. he could be an autocrat, right? Which is where you, you kind of take that power and you just stay there,
0: um, yeah, which like is Putin's crazy done. to
1: think, yeah. But who knows?
0: Yeah, so. it's and it, the worst part about it, I think, is his lemmings are already starting to regurgitate the same dialogue that he's regurgitating in his speeches. Before, you know, his his playbook is super simple, right? As soon as, or before something's about to happen, I'm going to go ahead and tell him I'm going to go tell everybody that it's not real, right? So, oh, it's a witch hunt or, oh, they're not going to find anything or they planted it if they do find anything. So you're planting the seeds to all of your lemmings that in your, your cult of Trump or whatever you want to call it, that this is all fake news. This is all part of the story I've been telling you for the last, you know, five or six years that everything is a facade and it's all, you know, behind the scenes, there's a whole bunch of, you know, uh, master of puppets kind of working things and making it's everything's not what you believe all that bullshit he keeps he keeps like spinning that dialogue and then he's using it and every time the fbi or somebody goes after him it it just the story gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you're building up this character right and and all of a sudden he becomes larger than life yeah it's amazing and people
1: buy it yeah and look while i believe the earth is round and i believe we landed on the moon I've seen some of the photos the earth of the is elliptical Michael the, the, the papers that are in the toilet. I, I don't know, I have a hard time believing that if somebody's flushing papers down the toilet, they don't stand there a couple extra seconds and make sure it all goes down the toilet. Like it, it's just I don't know, but well toilets are suspect cuz you know we know
0: that Elvis didn't really die, he's still alive and everybody said for the longest time that he died on the toilet. So anytime a toilet is mentioned, I'm suspect from from the start.
1: Toilets are a basic concept. (laughs) The only time they're suspect is when you flush and stuff don't go down. (laughs) That's when everything, every belief you have of what is right in the world, you're like, oh my God, what's the next step? What's going to happen? Is it just going to fill up a little bit? Is it going to flood over? Um, On a side note, I know this is where we were going. I don't think I've ever had a toilet flow over that has been clogged. Oh, that, is a yourself. Fuck, that is a major fear that that's going to happen. You just fucked yourself. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah. Is there any wood around? You need to knock, seriously. Knock on yeah. wood.
1: So, we'll see.
0: I have overflowed my fair share of toilets in my day, I'm proud to say. Well, clogged or overflowed? Like,
1: literally where yes. water's coming out, pouring out? Yes. Wow.
0: Yes, multiple times. Jeez. You know why? Because it's... You you flush it once and everything doesn't go down and it looks like I'll just let it sit for like five minutes until like the toilet paper softens up a little bit because that's what's clogging it. And then you flush it again thinking that it's all going to clear and half the time it does the other half the time. Nope. (laughs) Got shit soup all over your floor.
1: (sighs) Yeah, that's I, I move. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's a good market so I'll put the house immediately on the market and they're like is there anything wrong I'm like this this bathroom had shit in it
0: <laughs> like if you're interested speaking of moving yes my my youngest is uh, is going off to college this weekend so we're actually moving him into the dorm which is both terrifying and exciting and all the things because he's super anxious he wants to get in there but he's also a little bit nervous because asu's campus is freaking massive it's like 800 acres so knowing where you think you're lost in high school like i don't know what room to go to try figuring out which which quadrant of the campus to go to and then what building to go to and then what room within that building and on what floor uh it's pretty intimidating so i think he's uh he's he's pretty nervous about it
1: it's crazy that you know, look, we're only a couple years apart and you obviously started much earlier than me with kids. But to me, it's crazy that, you know, you're, you know, in a day you're going to be an empty nester.
0: I know. So. It's, uh, that's actually pretty exciting.
1: I don't know what to do with that bedroom net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I come over, the next time I come over, are you going to be like, my wife and I fucked there? My wife and I fucked there. <laughs> We fucked over here so you're not that <laughs> far off
0: <laughs> there's a new show on netflix and i think it's called something like how to build a sex room okay and it's it's kind of like the the property brothers slash like uh you know the the magnolia farms people you know chip and and joanna gaines shows like where they someone hires them and they come in and they completely renovate a section of the house, but the spin is they turn it into like a sex room, like a dungeon, like a like a red room. If you've ever read or watched the uh, the the gray the Fifty Shades of Gray novels.
1: So when when somebody's like, I'd like uh, I'm, I'm I'm really interested in modernizing my kitchen, uh, putting it at a slightly bigger island, maybe getting another bathroom on this floor. They're taking all these notes and then they come home and it's just like whips and chains and a secret door to a dungeon. no i
0: had my request (laughs) no the couples
1: are literally like
0: we want to spice things up um we have a section of our basement that's unfinished can you build it into a sex room and this lady comes in and sits down with them and learns all of their fetishes and then they go off and then they leave her for however long it takes and then they
1: come back and boom
0: there you have it sex room
1: I, I think I've told the story before on the podcast where I went to the vault in New York City, which is a bar mm-hmm. in the front and then there's mm-hmm. that sex room in the back. Yeah, you did. And look, I don't I don't consider myself a conservative person when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like I'm not fucking setting up a sex room like in my house, um, partly because it would go unused, like my exercise equipment. <laughs> but that that's that's not for me. But like the time I went to that sex room and the stuff that was happening, it was just fascinating to walk around and watch, like all the just craziness that was going on. So, I got to imagine that was like
0: walking through uh, the the set of Eyes Wide Shut, right, where it's just, just people doing shit everywhere.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, David right, so has, I'm, in the meantime, figured out what he's doing with that extra room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to turn it into a sex room, but I'm but not saying I'm, I'm not. Hey, All right, say? I got to
0: know, how, how was the rugby? How was the rugby in uh, in Australia? Because last time we talked, you said you were going to
1: a rugby game. So the fun thing about the rugby game to me was, well, one, my son and my daughter really had no idea what was going on. So I was trying to explain some of the stuff to them as it was going. But the the really interesting part about the game, because we drove two and a, a dow- two and a half hours or so down to Canberra, which is Australia's capital. We drove down there for the rugby game because... The Canberra team, which Bluey and Stoner go for, was playing the Penrith team, Penrith Panthers, that my friend who I, I nicknamed Panther, uh, Penrith, and I basically call his wife the one who tolerates Penrith, <laughs> um, they were playing each other. So the people we went with had a vested interest in the so game. So like
0: all your friends yeah. are, are into it, got yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So, um, all four of them. Cold as fuck, though. Like Sydney right now is between 50 and 70. Uh, Canberra is between... Thirty five and sixty, maybe. At, so at higher like, altitude. Uh, I don't know if it's higher altitude. It's more further south. I think that mm-hmm. plays into it. But if you keep going south, I, I guess there is a higher altitude because that's where the skiing is. So if you go another God, two right. hours down, that's where everybody goes skiing. Also closer to Antarctica, right? Yes. Um, and to what I guess Kyrie Irving considers the end of the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're fall off.
1: Um, so it was fun to watch. I'm not a huge rugby fan, but I do love that the game is 40 minutes a, a half and about a 10-minute intermission. So a 90-minute game takes, you got it, 90 minutes. <laughs> so there's really no very, very rarely there's a stoppage of play, and it's usually if somebody really gets fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not like soccer even that adds an extra minute or two. It's just here's the the half and that's it. But they I don't have understand how someone
0: doesn't get hurt every five minutes in that game.
1: Well, so here's the interesting thing: they have a medic who runs on the field and will help people if they they see stuff. Mm-hmm. So they come out in like a a bright colored jersey that's like hey i'm not a player don't fucking tackle me right (laughs) and they'll go run over to the player so like if somebody gets cut they'll go on the the field. Yeah, in the middle of a play they'll go on the field and treat the person while the play's still going on Mm -hmm. so it's that's really weird so and time doesn't stop at all nope in this game there's no timeouts there's no like oh wow yeah so the 40 minute half takes 40 minutes Mm. so it's great it's great to watch in that sense um which is funny because then they have the extreme, which is cricket, and we didn't get to watch any cricket because that's a summer sport. Um, the test matches last five days, 10 hours each day. right? So you have this one thing that's a pretty fast process and the other one that's slow as shit. So, so do
0: you buy one ticket for the entire event or do you have no, to buy a ticket daily? For day?
1: Daily. Gotcha. And I have yet to find somebody, in my opinion, that really likes the 10-hour day of cricket. If, if they didn't sell beer, I think... S- ticket sales would plummet <laughs> because everybody I've ever gone to one of the test days they just want to get drunk out of their fucking mind oh, and that's what they spend the whole day doing and then years ago I think they've stopped it now cuz of like the I guess pretty much the me too and stuff like that even though it really isn't a me too thing but people used to bring in what they called a beer wench cuz you could only get four <laughs> beers at a time the beer wench yeah so they used to pay somebody usually a woman to just go get them drinks so they never had to leave their seat. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so the woman would go, get four beers, come, give it to them, go back online to get four more beers. So um, they've, they've Oh, kind the of, good old days yeah. <laughs> when women were slaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Fucking all these voting rights and stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking suffrage, god damn it. So the other thing that goes pretty much with rugby, though we didn't have it at rugby, but we had a bunch while we were there. We couldn't find a booth that had them even though we saw everybody around us eating them, but um, are the meat pies, right? So we talked about that a little bit last week, last episode. Yeah, and apparently you got it wrong. Yeah, so the the meat pies, the all different fillings. Like if you go to like a place that actually just sells them, like the McDonald's of meat pies, if you would.
0: So yeah, can, can we stop here for a second? I yeah. really, I just have a problem with the term meat pie because it sounds like something... It sounds like a word or a phrase that would be used in my sex room, and <laughs> wow. I just, it, it, it really is disturbing
1: every time you say meat pie. Well, it wasn't disturbing until you compared it to your sex room. Um, then I think they might call them savory pies and sweet pies. Sweet pies would be like an apple pie, a peach, right. um, which you might also have in your sex room. Um, but the, the No, thing- that's just what I called my wife. Hey-oh and we fucked here and here here. (laughs) for for those listening david thought it was a good time to take a drink he was yeah it was a bad time to drink
0: by the way i'm murdering my thirst right now with uh liquid death flavored water it's called mango chainsaw i want i just
1: i want to be the director of marketing for this company because it's fucking awesome that's a company that has thought of a concept which is the name and the the name of the company and the name of the drinks who are fucking killing it purely because of that. Otherwise, oh, there's yeah. so many no, other no. water companies in on the fact, market.
0: In the, fact, the idea for the company, I'm 100% sure, was let's do something and call it liquid death. And then they're like, all right, well, what are we going to do? I don't know. Let's start with water and work our way up from there. You think we could make a Red Bull type drink? No, there's too many of those. Too many of those. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need that. Um, Alcohol's next. They're going to have hard <laughs> seltzer in a minute. I know it. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. And um, then it'd be like real death. <laughs>
1: So the other thing, though, with, that goes along to go back to the, to the savory pies slash meat pies is the ketchup packets that they have in Australia, right? They call them uh, tomato sauce, but the ketchup packets, I don't understand. They've had these when I was there 18 years ago. I do not understand how these haven't made it to fucking America yet.
0: So... You, I remember you telling this story to me like
1: 10 yeah, years ago. It's, go it's ahead, finish the story. I, I do remember So this. if you go to McDonald's, you get these little packets that you have to like rip off the corner. And if you're lucky, you get a clean rip. If you're not, you get a 3% rip that you're like, should I squeeze this? Should I not squeeze this? And then you squeeze it. And again, if you're even if you're really having a lucky day, that little stream comes out and actually goes towards your fries. And if you're having an unlucky day, that little stream goes towards your shirt, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> In Australia, they have these packets that it's basically the size of a uh, matchbox, a lighter. You squeeze the two sides, and the middle pops open, and the ketchup just shoots out the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking phenomenal product. I don't understand why it hasn't made it here. So, Cost. It's got to be. Fucking you telling me Heinz can't afford to redesign their package a little bit? Oh, no, they definitely can. They don't want to. Maybe.
0: Capitalism, dude. They got shareholders. Shareholders. They don't want to spend more money on shit that's not catch up.
1: That's just the the casing. Give them what they need, not what they want. Yeah. So a few other things we did while we were in Australia. I actually finally got some desserts in us. Um, we got a lemington, which is a coconut flavored and coconut shaved covered cake, which my wife fucking loves. Yeah. Um, so that's a big Australian thing. So we had some lemington's while we were there, uh, as well as a bunch of other desserts, like I talked about it last week, the don-don eggs, things like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing we did, we went to a zoo while we were there. Sweet. Um, uh, sorry, it's actually, technically it's a reptile park, it's called, but it's it's a fucking zoo of another do name. Do they not call it there. a zoo in no, this No, uh, they do, because they have other zoos, but this one's called a reptile park. Got um it. And I believe the only reptile in there was a Komodo dragon. I could be wrong, considering... Which we have in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, so, but they have... The, the thing they do have in there is they have a shit... You, oh, there's snakes too. There's shit you can take photos with. And it's whatever the flavor of the day is. So when we did this four years ago, my son was able to take a photo with a wombat. That wasn't an option this time. This time you could take a photo with a kangaroo, uh, a koala. So... Interestingly enough, koalas carry syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. Um, in New South Wales, which is the state that Sydney is in, you are not—you are not allowed to hold koalas anymore. You just because if they scratch you, you basically get fucking syphilis. And I don't know about you, but I don't know if explaining that to my wife would be like, yeah, yeah, right. You caught it from a koala, not this tramp that you saw in the bar that night. That I no, it was a koala. I swear. <laughs> like so. But you, what you can do? I is, correct corrected. We don't have them in Phoenix. We have Gila monsters. Oh, okay. Same thing. Also dangerous. Um, so what you're allowed to do though is you're allowed to take pictures with koalas. So koalas, which are adorable, fucking so adorable, they're like, um, like throw rugs. Th- throw rugs though, because they sleep like ninety five percent of the day. <laughs> so when you go to take the photo, there they jam themselves in the bottom of this little tree, uh, probably a eucalyptus leaf tree, but they jam themselves in the bottom. And then they just fall asleep. So they're in like the V-shape of the tree. They put their head against the fucking leaf, I mean the the branch, and they just go to sleep. So they have one in a photo area. So you can go behind them. You all get lined up. You take a photo. Um, Can you touch them? Yeah, you're allowed to pet it. I think the guy was a little loose with that. Um, So he let us pet the back and stuff like that. So we did that. So that was awesome. My daughter fucking loved it. Um, The rest of us was nice, but my daughter was over the moon. Yeah, Um, she's an animal lover for sure. And then when we another part of the zoo, they just uh, another part of the reptile park, they just have like this open area with kangaroos around. So you go, you can pet the kangaroos, you can feed them. So that was pretty cool too. Like it, I, I'm sure it's like uh, the lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, all that stuff that happens in zoos here where. They've been domesticated for so long. Other than Sigfield and Roy, they tend to go pretty well with you know like people and stuff. <laughs> until they maul yeah, you. Until they, because kangaroos have some of the fucking sharpest claws out there, and all and of they them. They box too, right? Yeah, like they I stand, stand up and like yeah, punch people. Yeah, they are the Iron Mike Tyson of the animal world. <laughs> um, they. They uh, all of them had Joey's right, baby kangaroos in their mm-hmm. pouches. So that was pretty cool because like you'd you'd be petting the kangaroo or feeding it, and you just see like a tail or two feet coming out of the belly. Like so, that <laughs> was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that was that was nice. Some different, right? Like yeah, uh, to be able to see those. Did kind you of see animals.
0: any dangerous animals? Besides um, the Komodo dragon,
1: out in the wild, no. Um, when we went to Penrit's brother-in-law. We did see what happens from dangerous animals. So his brother-in-law and sister live in Canberra. So af- well, right near Canberra. So after the game on Saturday, we went to their house on Sunday. Um, and so their house is on ten acres, I would say. Wow. Um, and it is an amazing fucking house. Like I, if it's not in any magazines, it should be. It's the kind that you basically anytime you open a magazine, that's like here's the house you'd want to build it looks like this fucking house. Mm -hmm. It was ridiculous. So the other thing is, Penrith's brother-in-law is a, I don't know if he's an aerospace engineer or he's just a military plane engineer. He was in the Royal Air Force for many years. Um, Super smart guy. He he visited us once and I was telling him that something was wrong with my TV. I left, I came back and there's literally 600 parts on my, my living room floor. I'm like, what the fuck happened? And he's like, I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with your TV. No oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, this is all going to go back together, though, right? And he's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. So he actually did find what was wrong with it, all, all these fucking parts. And then I'm like, All right, that's great. Can you put it back together? Because <laughs> like, I don't know where any of these go. Um, he helped design not the house, not, not the layout. Like, he wasn't like, This is the cabinets. This is the flooring. Like, Penrith's sister did all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but what he did design was he took into account the fucking angle of the sun and the location of the house on the property and all this other shit so where the sun hits certain rooms that they want at certain times of the day so like most of the rooms aren't too hot or aren't too cold in the summer and winter it's crazy like he did all this fucking designing of how the property would be laid out yeah. uh just to uh to uh take That's advantage smart. of it probably that saves stuff. them some money in yeah. uh,
0: in heating and cooling costs oh wait so, they don't they don't do uh, they don't do cooling there do they
1: Well, in in Canberra, you do, because it's cold as fuck. So there you actually have heating. And in the summer, once you're putting in heating, I I don't think people put in heating without air nowadays, but you do have uh, at least heating, that's for sure. Um, Last week, I made fun of my in-laws, as people know, they're Asian, for them wanting me to drive over over my father-in-law. How much shit did you get for that? Not much, considering he got in an accident the next day. (laughs) Um, While you were there? While we were there. Were you in the car? No, I was not in the car. But I'm not kidding you when I say this. I thought my mother-in-law was going to kill him. Oh, shit. Because the car is like two weeks old, three weeks old. Oh, (laughs) no. And what he did was, and it's such a stupid thing to do. So the parking structure under their apartment is the typical you come in, and like any mall type thing, you kind of go around in a couple circles and you get to your spot. And what he decided to do instead was he was like, oh, I can see there's a path open through all the cars. Instead of doing the whole circle thing, I'm just going like to drive through the fucking It's like the parking lot the thing. Do cars. I go yeah. through
0: the empty spots or do I follow like where everybody's supposed yes. to go?
1: So he decided to try to go through the relatively empty spots. Uh-huh. And then he, at one point where there was a car... He was so like, I don't want to hit this car, that he went all the way to the other side and fucking scratched the side against the pole. (laughs) So it wasn't that he got in an accident. I think if it happened on the street, it'd just be like, "Eh, well, it is what it is. But it was the fact that he was trying to take an unneeded shortcut.
0: Yeah, that's the
1: worst. (laughs) Like, I legitimately thought... The thing is, is like, look, I know by nature, right? At least me, and I know you sometimes. we're, We're fighters in the sense of if we think we're right... We're going to argue why we think we're right. Of course. I think if he would have taken that approach for any reason, I legitimately think she would have killed him. Because <laughs> what, what he did instead was he did not say a fucking word oh, while she shit. was yelling at him. Um, oh. And like I, I was like, I couldn't I couldn't believe how angry. My mother-in-law, I've never seen my mother-in-law even basically raise her voice. Was she in the car with him when she it was. happened? She oh, was. So she saw it. Yeah, she saw it happen. Oh. She probably, I don't know this, but she probably was like, why don't you just go around like why are you going through here so that made it worse where the next morning i asked her i'm like are are you doing okay today (laughs) she's like yeah yeah, i'm better she's like i'm (laughs) fine so
0: that's the worst part when you get beaten when you're down like he's down he already knows he fucked up he knows he fucked up big time not only that it costs it's it's gonna cost him money because now he's got to fix it right and whatever whatever the insurance deductible is going to be so Already you're feeling like shit to have your significant other just pile on for hours and like that's I'm sorry, but that's how people get murdered.
1: Yeah. I've said one of the worst things that has ever happened to me was not that I got skin cancer, was that the the growth that which is what ended up leading to the biopsy, which is what ended up leading to them finding that I had skin cancer and I had to have all the surgeries around it. The worst thing that happened in that whole process was for three months, my wife was like, that could be skin cancer. You should go get it checked. And I didn't. <laughs> and then when I finally did, I had, to come I, told home, so. I had to come home from the doctor and be like, y- you were right. It's skin cancer. Oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> oh. It's that, that Chris Rock skit about uh, about OJ Simpson, yeah, like he was talking about Nicole, how he like she was like cheating on him and like she, you driving know, his just, car, living driving, in his, driving house. his car, and, and, and Chris Rock says, "I'm not saying I'm gonna kill the bitch, but I understand." <laughs> yeah, <probably. laughs>
1: um, so one one last thing I have is, have you ever been to a Korean barbecue? Oh
0: yes, I like it? love Korean barbecue, love 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 it.
1: Do you like the way you smell afterwards? By the way, on a side note, <laughs> I don't think I've ever noticed it. Oh, I don't um, know how you but can't but I do uh,
0: love me some Korean barbecue. Although I I, I hate the fucking concept of it because it's one of those... It's another one of those things where they go, here's all the food, you cook it, motherfucker. Yeah. And by the way, that'll be $62.
1: Yeah, and there's actually rules around the cooking of stuff. So we did it actually two different times. The first time we did it was because, and I think I mentioned it last week, we went to a ramen place that ran out of ramen. (laughs) So... (laughs) We we couldn't eat there, so we went to Korean barbecue. And then about a week later, we went to another Korean barbecue in the city Sydney business district. And like, there's rules. Like, if you have certain meats, they got to put an extra tray on, so otherwise, fucking, you could like flare up and cause all these other things. But it's it's actually a fun process. And and Penrith has a a kid who is his daughter is nine. My boy is 13. They really enjoyed the kind of the cooking aspect of it. So that was mm-hmm. actually fun for them. But yeah, I was just curious if you've ever been to a Korean barbecue.
0: Yeah. I love it. Love the food. Annoyed that they charge they overcharge for uncooked food and then they asked for a tip afterwards. Although you did in Australia, we didn't have that before, problem. You know that. I'm like, why did I tip you, motherfucker? I did all the work. Yeah.
1: Um, very uncomfortable. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Very uncomfortable for an American in Australia. To not tip at any meal—it's really, really weird. Yeah. Um, but so
0: you—you you were in Australia, but it, I think you left before Olivia Newton-John passed away, which yes. was like she's like the Australian treasure.
1: So here, here's the thing, and I don't mean to besmirch the dead here. She wasn't born there. She was born in England, uh, was she really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but she well. So, so now there was your wife. Is she Australian or not?
1: Uh, well, she, she considers herself Australian, but she's not. There she's you go. Actually, she's actually a honky. That's what they call people from Hon- Honky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, they, they call uh, white people that here, right? <laughs> <So> I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> I choose um, to be offended. Yeah. Australia has this thing that whenever somebody makes it famous, they're like, I oh, know that person's Australian. So like. And even if they spend a significant amount of the time there... No, I think Mel Gibson was actually born in Australia. Uh, Um, But, like, Russell Crowe was actually born in New Zealand. The music group Crowded House is from New Zealand. But they're, they're like, transplants, a lot of them. Like, Russell Crowe lived most uh, of his life in Australia. Yeah. Um, We actually... uh, had to explain to my son, because he's like, oh, Australian Kiwi, it's the same thing. And we're like, no, it's not. Like, no, no, no. don't ever say that to a Kiwi. (laughs) Don't don't say that. I'm like, just like, I don't like being called Canadian. Like, sometimes overseas, people are like, oh, you're from Canada, right? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Get the fuck. So, yeah. So, um, here's the thing, though. Again, it's like piling on a dead person. I, I haven't even heard. I didn't even know she was still alive. She
0: is one of the, uh, there's very few um, people in the world that age really well. I think she aged really well. I think Christy Brinkley is another one that aged really well. These are people that were just really beautiful their entire lives. And it's it's always, I don't know, I, it shouldn't be, but it's it's sadder when when people that are really good looking pass away for some reason, I don't
1: know why it just is. is it's like, cra- that's uh, the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. When, when, when
0: I die, nobody's going to give a fuck. Cause it, it, that ugly motherfucker, who cares? But like when good looking people die, you're like, Oh, we lost another good one. Maybe it's cause they're so rare.
1: I I don't, I actually don't even know what to say to that logic. <laughs> <laughs> so I, with, with that, I'm going to move to uh, a game. Normally, you're the one who brings the games to the table, but today, I'm going to flip the script on you a little bit. Oh, here we go. I am going to name the Australian word for something, and I want you to guess what it is. Didn't we do a version of this the last time? (laughs) We
0: did the, guess the Aussie slang. Maybe. Where where I gave you Aussie words, and you had to tell me what
1: they were. Um, But those were, some of those were like, yes, they were Aussie slang, but it wasn't stuff that was used on an everyday basis. No, um, According to Aussie man, that's yeah. where I got it from. Uh, he wasn't born there. Either. I have no idea. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to give you a couple words. I got about ten of them. Um, right. First one. This one, hopefully, I think is easy. Pram. Pram. Yeah. P-R-A-M. Um, fucking clue what pram is. Would you like me to use it in a sentence? Yes, please. I pushed the baby in the pram. All right. It's got to be a stroller. Stroller. That's what they call a baby stroller. Okay. Um, Pash. P-A-S-H, Okay. usually used as pashing. It's usually used in a, uh, what's that, an adjective? An action word, an adjective. I well, think it's that's a verb. an adjective. Oh, it's verb. A verb. A verb. Yeah, it's a verb. Cut that so, part out dude. <laughs> 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 That was an ugly English death. That was, was an ugly brain. death. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> so pashing, people would usually
0: say it that way. So uh, I'm going to pass you in the face. This is... is... <laughs>
1: Not, not violently though you're in the right area but not violently
0: <laughs> I, I have no idea maybe kissing making kissing, out kissing correct right. kissing
1: um so the the term is spit the dummy spit the dummy yeah
0: okay can you use it in a sentence
1: that guy is out of control he spit the dummy
0: oh is it, is it what Americans would say, like, shit the bed? And just fucking, like, like, went crazy
1: or got drunk or out of control? Mm-hmm. Eh, a, a little bit. So a dummy is actually what babies use, pacifier, right? But when you say spit the dummy... They're referring to the process of the, how a baby loses their mind when they spit out their pacifier. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's but you'd say it about, it. you'd say it about an adult. Like if Got the it. adult's like kind of out of control, you'd be like, oh my God, he spit the dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a great phrase. <laughs> All right. So, slang, this is 100% slang, birds. Do you know what birds are? Yeah.
0: Hmm. Um. I mean, in America, the slang word would be for the middle finger, but no, I don't know what it would be in Australia.
1: So um, a good looking bird just died. Oh, so it's like a, like a
0: hot lady? Yeah.
1: Bird. Women in general. I don't think it means hot. I think okay. it just means women in general. Okay. Um, coincidentally, there's a company called No Birds, but that means- no frills. So I don't, I don't, I don't know how those are related, but that's
0: okay. American slang is, is the worst too. I mean, ask anyone that's like learning English as a second language, the American language is, is fucking so hard.
1: Yes. It's in fucking impossible. Like, cause just an easy example is like, I won a race and the number one, right? Yeah. Sounds exactly the fucking same spelled different, different meanings. But yeah. And the five ways you can spell the, the, the word two. Yes. T O T O O T W O blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, You owe me two more words. Yeah, I'll think about (laughs) it. With um, internet and emoji stuff, I'm sure there's other ways there too. All right, so chips.
0: Uh, Well, I'm assuming it's not French fries since that's what we call them here.
1: Um, So French fries, they call hot chips. Hot chips. Okay, so uh, potatoes? Well, potato chips, but they they never use the term potato. They just call them chips. Chips. Okay. So I, I fucking weird. Um <laughs> knackered. Knackered means hammered. Nope, means tired. Tired. Okay. Yeah. Pissed means hammered. Uh oh. by the way. Um my wife wanted this one on the list, which I told her, I said, this is actually just a fucking French word. But she's like, Well, that's what we use. So I'm like, all right, I'll put it on. <laughs> Saviettes. Saviettes. Yeah. Yeah, I have no fucking clue what that is. It's napkins. They call that, like, if you're at a restaurant and you want a napkin, you'd say, give me a Saviette. Huh.
0: Okay. Macers. Do you Mac-ers. know what mackers is? It's place you eat at. Oh, McDonald's. Yeah,
1: McDonald's. That's their name for McDonald's. Um, Arvo? Avro? Avro? A-V-R-O. Avro, I think Avro. it's pronounced. Avro. Avro. Average? I don't know. Uh, slang for afternoon. Okay. Yeah. All right, I got three more. Um, the last two are my favorite. Um, stuffed. Hmm. Can we use it in a sentence? It's been a long day. I'm stuffed. Okay. Exhausted? Yep. Tired? Tired. Um, this is not the slang. This is the last two items. <laughs> this is not the slang. This is actually what it is. A budgie is a small bird. Very small. like A, a little bit bigger than a hummingbird a little bit Mm -hmm. smaller than a parakeet it's a a budgie budgie smugglers um
0: (laughs) it's got to be a speedo it's got to be a speedo very good very good
1: um yeah very very disheartening to see people with those and they call them budgie smugglers (laughs) (laughs) all right so that brings us to an end of this week's episode David unless you have anything else
0: no, like, subscribe, uh join us, join the uh the, the cult of ridiculously bored. It's way better than Trump's cult, trust me, and, and we won't get raided by the FBI. With that, I'm Michael Carter.
1: And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously, ridiculously bored. bored.